Welcome back, everybody, to the Fandalorian Club, episode 5 of season 2 for the Clone Wars season 7. Uh, we are going to be covering Dawn with a Trace, episode 5 of this season for the Clone Wars. Um, first time that we get a sofa back in the series, and uh, I'm, I'm not just the one who's talking about it today. I am joined by our regulars, Brian Amlicino and Jacob Harley, all the way across town. How are you guys doing? Across the galaxy. The Hello there. How's it going? Yeah. Yes, across the galaxy. <laughs> um, so, just a fun little tidbit, um, a little mistake. This is our second time recording this episode. Um, <laughs> we had an audio issue with the first one, and so we're going to be discussing it for a second time round this time. Um, so let's just get in. Before we get into our uh, breakdown and spoiler discussion about the episode, just quick initial thoughts about it. Um, reactions, being that it is the first of... Um, this new arc, um, the four-episode arc they're going to be getting with Ahsoka uh, on Coruscant, it looks like. Um, Brian, when you start us off, man, what was your first reaction, immediate reaction to Gone with the Trace? Uh, it was it was good. It, was, it wasn't the greatest episode by means, by any means, but it it's the beginning episode of an arc, and we have not seen Ahsoka in... A very long time at least in the Clone Wars mm -hmm. um, and this isn't going to be the most crazy action-packed episode because it's telling what she did probably within a, a day or two maybe of her leaving the Jedi Order I would even say less than a day I, it, to me it seemed more like hours um, but yeah it wasn't horrible but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> the best episode by far, but I'm sure we'll appreciate it more as the arc goes on and we understand why it did what it did. And it had to introduce those two new characters. So, Jacob, I enjoyed it. I it's an enjoyable Clone Wars episode, and I, you know, as far as maybe a random episode in the old Clone Wars series when there's 22 episodes and we know there's another season coming. It's an enjoyable episode, but as one twelfth of a final season, I don't know if I enjoy it in that sense. But like we talked about before, the first episode of the season wasn't the greatest, but once they wrapped up the four-episode arc, then at the the first episode was a lot better, at least to me. So I think we could have a similar situation here, especially if everything they introduced in this fifth episode, I would say, is tying into the next three episodes. If if this is a four-episode arc of Ahsoka in this area of Coruscant, helping these sisters with whatever they got going on in their lives, and it ties into everything well, then I think it could mean more in the future. But as of now, it's just... It's just a solid episode, I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I liked it a little bit more than, than you guys did. I, I mean, it can be claimed as bias, obviously. Um, <laughs> so yeah, seeing her back for the first time in this era. Cause, and, we, and we talked about it when we recorded this first time, but she has the most interesting Star Wars journey of any character that we've ever seen um, because of the way that her story's been told. Over you know, Anakin? Over Anakin? I don't think so because and like I, it's all based off how her story's been told, right? Right now, so we met her in the Clone Wars. We had a lot of time with her in the Clone Wars. Then we jump, meet her in Rebels. Okay, Rebels jumps another good big gap 
and we see her at the end of the original trilogy. Now we're going back to the Clone Wars, and then if all these news reports and speculations are true, we're going to be going back to when she's in Return of the Jedi. And we also heard her in The Rise of Skywalker, and so it's a very interesting way to tell the story um, of a specific character because she's very different in all those eras. And seeing her as this young kind of lost soul in a way in this episode, trying to figure out what she's going to do, who she's going to be. Um, we'll talk about the Force stuff later on as well. And so uh, that's, I guess it just, I liked it because of that sense because it it's very interesting to see it. Look, I was thinking about this after we had recorded that first time. Have we ever seen a Jedi leave the Jedi Order? Have we ever seen that outside of her? Uh, seen it visually? Yeah. I would not say seen it visually. It has happened. I mean... Because every portrayal of a Jedi leaving the Order has been either a Jedi turning to the dark side or dying, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. Be- on screen, yeah, yes. Definitely on screen. I don't... I'm trying to think of anyone just leaving, leaving. I think she's the only one. I think she's the only Well, I don't know. I mean, if you if you, if you consider novels and stuff, I don't know. Remember that guy from Master and Apprentice? I think he was sent away, though. Oh. Uh, but still. We... No, the no, guy who was, uh, who was guarding the princess and everything mm-hmm. in Master and Apprentice... But I, I think if we're just sticking to on screen through animation and live action, yeah, I don't, I think she's the only one who chose to leave, basically. And that, that, that's, that's going to be very interesting because what does that story look like? We know that um, she finds her way back eventually, but what does she do? Does she use, like, this is almost a sense of the question that we were asking when Obi-Wan and Yoda backed off during after episode 3 did they use their powers did they just become non-force users it's almost going to be answered in a way through Ahsoka in these couple episodes because if people know that she's a Jedi that's a whole different story and she kind of has to become this whole different person like I'm not surprised or I'm I am surprised that she didn't give herself a different name in case her name does get floated around out there when she said Ahsoka that's that's a good point. I was, I was kind of a little surprised when she just said her name was Ahsoka. Like, I, I was expecting her to kind of give herself, like, an alias. Because she does that in the novel, in her novel, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, she has a different yeah, name. Yeah, that was after Order yes. 66. Well, yes, but at the, at the same time, it's like she's leaving behind the Jedi Order. and I see what you're saying. And she doesn't want those girls to know that she's a mm-hmm. Jedi. And... I think I think what it is though is she's still young and she's I don't think she's, she's matured young. enough to realize that. Maybe by the time in the novel and definitely in Rebels, she she's very mature at those points. Yeah, I'm with you. It's true. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move on to the sisters and their their part with this episode. Um, Trace is the one name, and the second name I'm mistaken what her name is. I'm always forgetting her name. Uh something Ara. Okay, we'll just stick with that. So, the two sisters... It's not an easy to remember. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, did, like, Jacob, I'm going to start with you first, man. What did you think of their addition, and do you expect them to play a little bit of a bigger part in Ahsoka's journey over the next mm-hmm. couple episodes? 
I so it's it's tough for me because I'm being very picky when it comes to these twelve episodes. Well, they're our last. So I, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, every character better be great. They better bring it. But that's not fair. I I don't mind these characters, and I want to see where they go. For me, they awesome. felt a little too non Star Wars though. Huh. Okay. A little bit. Non Star Wars. They felt. Yes, they felt like characters who would exist in a Fast and the Furious movie, to be honest. Uh, like a modern-day movie. Or Star Wars Resistance? That's how they felt to me. Yeah, actually, that's a great point. That They do feel like they would be in Star Wars Resistance. That is a great point. Um, so, they didn't... But, the thing is, they have to try thing, new things, right? I don't know if these characters were originated from when they first had these episodes planned, or if they made them for the this new story arc but uh i i really want to see where they go i definitely like trace more than her sister her sister's a little bit over the top with the oh i'm this crazy criminal type vibe but i do i think trace there's a little more something to trace she's the one who does feel bad uh selling the robots in the end and who doesn't want to but understands that they need to in order to survive so i, I do like that and i do think she definitely Ahsoka's definitely closer with her and if they stay in that next four episode next three episodes I do think it's going to be Ahsoka and Trace going on missions together so they're not bad but I, I want to see where they go Brian? Uh, sister's name is Rafa Rafa okay um, I I agree I I mean they're just kind of your normal to me non-force characters like she's just a mechanic uh, she clearly this trace clearly wants off Coruscant she's making a ship she has plans to get off of the planet which seems like a lot of Star Wars past Star Wars characters they have dreams of getting off the mm -hmm. planet um, and then the sister uh, I didn't mind the sister as much because I think there's going to be more to her I think she's going to cause some sort of trouble because they made it a very big point, in my opinion, to show that she kind of just goes and does what she wants and doesn't really care if people get in trouble. Um, she's kind of out for herself. Um, so I personally, I could see that causing Ahsoka probably more trouble down the line, um, which I think that's what this is going to be. I personally hope and think that they go further deeper deeper into Cor Coruscant's underworld um, and maybe that's maybe the sister is what leads him down there that she needs help or something but then again that's kind of almost what this episode was um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if the sister uh, Rafa causes more trouble for them and to be honest I wouldn't be surprised if that character causes some type of trouble and she ends up dying and the Trace and Ahsoka take off on planet by that. She she kind of feels like our entrance into what was 1313. Yeah. Um cuz it it almost feels like this is kind of like the small the way that they can introduce 1313 to us without actually ever giving it to us cuz it's been it it had been in development for so long and so through so many different things. Uh, video games and TV shows and stuff. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised that if over the next at least two episodes, 
Um, we do go deeper and we kind of touch like the floor of Coruscant because uh, it's something that we all want to see. And I know that probably Jacob wants to see it as well because it is his favorite planet in Star Wars as well. Yeah. I Yes, I was super excited to see more of Coruscant because for a second I forgot that she was still mm-hmm. on Coruscant. The opening, I don't, I don't think they say they show like a little uh, thing that shows mm-hmm. Coruscant at the beginning of the episode. But she, she was on Coruscant when she left Anakin in that moment, and we don't, we don't know how much time is in between. Maybe a couple hours, maybe a couple days. But it makes sense that she's still there. And I just the beginning of the episode, the opening was the awesome. Bike, the speeder bike. When, she, mm-hmm. when the the bike broke mm-hmm. down, and then when she ran on the so wall, awesome. that was so cool. For me, Ahsoka's so cool because her action is so unique compared to the other characters. She's very uh, like Black Widow, Black Widow esque in the way she fights compared to Anakin and Obi Wan, who are more just using the Force and their lightsabers. Ahsoka uses her body and her legs and and is jumping around a lot. So I really liked seeing that in the beginning of the episode again. But also just seeing Coruscant seeing a different side of Coruscant because the top of Coruscant is very bright and colorful. There's sunlight. Uh, there's all the ships are fancy, but when you see Ahsoka flying through there, it totally feels different. So that was really cool to see. And I, I do want to see more of it because it's very different vibe. Even then, you know, when in, in uh, what's it called? Uh, Attack of the Clones, when Anakin and Obi-Wan go to yeah. that bar, how far is that? Is is that lower than this, or is that higher than this? I don't even. I know. I would probably guess. Yeah, I forgot about. It. I didn't even think. About yeah, it. I I would probably guess that that's the floor of the top. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, which like the lower you get, the more scummy, like, uh-huh. scummy it gets. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I I think I mean like you said, this would be a perfect opportunity for them to put that in canon without it just being thrown into a book or thrown into a comic. We get to see it, know it exists by viewing it. And then after that, we could end up getting, I don't know, some underworld comic or whatever. So, I mean, for that aspect, I appreciate it because we've been hearing about 1313 and the underworld of Coruscant for ever. Well, I also also think that it's a very... um... It's, I guess, a very good way to tell the story of Ahsoka because I would imagine a lot of the people down there, kind of like, uh, I believe Trace said it, they dislike the Jedi. That they don't like what happened with the Jedi, with the Republic, and all that. And her being a part of that for so long is, it it would feel like a good story because it's so many obstacles for her to go through as far as keeping herself a secret and and trying to find herself in this world where she realizes that people hate the Jedi and that what they stood for and what they did and it feels like a very complex way to tell the story um, which is what I want to see because it means a lot going forward and it wouldn't be those filler episodes and it would it would add depth to the character that we know going forward with her and maybe lead into certain things how she comes back or whatever I don't know but um, yeah, I think it'd be a very cool way to tell the story because it would it would it would allow her to figure out how to operate outside of being a Jedi and in the Republic, and with normal people who don't understand or know that side, um, just of the world, I guess, or the galaxy. Yeah, for well, 
we said this in the last, or I said this on the last one. Um, I at a point forgot that Order sixty six hadn't happened because the way she was acting was very much secretive, mm-hmm. not letting people know she's a Jedi, and then just slightly at the very end using the force and only one person saw her uh so it's almost kind of like she's like getting a taste of pre-order 66 where she's learning how to operate without being a jedi using the force using a lightsaber stuff like that so it's almost kind of like it's like a training before what's about to come Thoughts, Jacob? Yeah, well, it makes a lot of sense because uh, that conversation that her and Trace have in the in the workshop, you see Trace tells, and maybe Ahsoka wasn't going to hide that she was a Jedi until Trace told her how she feels about the Jedi and how the people down there feel about the Jedi and how they, they think they're a negative thing in the galaxy and a negative thing on Coruscant, and they're just living living high up there in on the top of what do they call the top of course I wasn't isn't there a name for it I oh, thought there was a I'll name for it. I thought it was just Coruscant <laughs> and the underworld yeah high side I'll call it high side yeah so Coruscant. yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it does make a lot of sense and I do get Ahsoka novel vibes mm-hmm. in a way in a way the way she's trying to hide who she is and it's a kind of a little tease for that and I was thinking do we uh in this trailer, when they show her fighting Maul, is that on Mandalore yeah. or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is? Okay. Because I was going to say, is she going to run into Maul here in these next three episodes? And maybe not. Because the thing is, after the last time we saw him in Clone Wars, he was defeated by Palpatine. We know he escaped that. And then when does he go on to create Crimson Dawn or take over Crimson Dawn? Because I was thinking, is he starting that now? And that's when Ahsoka that comes into him. We, but if he's on Mandalore... That's something we have not talked about. Um, yeah, if he's on Mandalore, then he's probably... He could be starting it there, who knows. But uh, it is interesting to see him back on Mandalore because the way, thing he did with the Darksaber and all that. So, Well, we know he has it in uh-huh. Rebels. So that's interesting it's, there's there's a lot of stuff going on with mole right now that we don't know about uh, that they're gonna have to wrap up and kind of lead into um the crimson on stuff we didn't talk about that at all because solo is much closer to revenge of the sith that revenge of the sith yes. and is a new hope and it seemed like when we yeah. saw Maul, um he had a handle on crimson on for quite a while and yeah so Go ahead. So whenever, whenever he, wherever after these episodes end, then Maul goes on to do Crimson Dawn basically shortly after sometime. And in between Solo and Rebels is when he loses Crimson Dawn, and the first time we see him yep. is the Sith Temple. And so there's like a giant chunk of story that we have no idea about. Um, I don't know if they're leaving it open for something in the future or if they're going to try to lead into it here. But I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of expecting that, one, we get tidbits of Crimson Dawn for Maul, and two, I, I think yeah. that by the final episode of Season 7, it'll be Ahsoka going directly into how her novel starts, in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's like almost like one full story all the way until the end of Rebels, and then they're going to patch that again later on down the road as well, from what it feels like. 
You think she's going to be the one that defeats him on Mandalore and yeah. sends him out? Her and Rex well, and Bo-Katan, because Bo-Katan's going to be the leader at that point. Um, so I, I think so, personally. That's kind of dope. Well, when does he get the dark saber again? That's that's an interesting question. Maybe he has because it. Because does he leave with it? Does he leave with it at the end of Clone Wars season seven, or does he go back and get it again after Solo? It's a good question. Who knows? Yeah, there's so, so much story to tell with Maul. There, it's amazing. They they can do an animated series, live action, whatever. It's amazing how Maul went from such a one-off in Phantom Menace so and now, popular. I know, but can you imagine, like, he was originally just this one-off, mm-hmm. and now he's arguably top five best stories in Star Wars just purely off of what he's gone through and what he's done. And his story isn't done yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between probably... Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan, he's probably in that top five. Maybe Palpatine and him and the, the, I mean, the most story. Maybe that's something we should rank later on. That'd be interesting. It's wild. The best story yeah. arc, character arc. I mean, he, he's gotten that's a good two, one. at least two off the top of my head comic book arcs directly for him Mm -hmm. he had a whole arc in clone wars he had a whole arc in rebels he had i mean he had a part in one of the movies he's it's it's crazy to see where he went and i think it's kind of even cooler that ahsoka is another one of those people and those two are going to go and so Sokka's going to beat him. What's cool about right. that is they're both alien characters. It's a good point That's as well. True. They're not human. True. Which is what I want for movies. That's what I want from a movie so bad. I want them to be the lead alien in the role. Or an alien in the lead role, is what I should say. Yeah. I want to see that so bad. Uh, okay, so before we get out of here, guys, let's go ahead and talk about um, what we see coming, I guess. I, we kind of touched on it, uh, on it a little bit, but uh, maybe what we see happening in the next few episodes... Um, and leading into the final arc, uh, the Siege of Mandalore stuff. Uh, I'll shoot it back to you first, Brian. What are you expecting to see over the next few episodes? I, I don't know. I, I almost feel like these are just going to kind of delve into that underworld of Coruscant just to almost give it to us, so that way we could finally say we had it. I personally don't really know where they're going to go with it. Obviously, it's this arc is the story of Ahsoka after she leaves the Jedi Order, but I see maybe, like, episode 8 being, like, Rex comes and finds her and takes her to Mandalore, but episode 6 and 7, I'm kind of like... I don't know really what they're going to do. I'm assuming she's just going to run around with those girls in the underworld, or at least Trace. But for me, like, is that... In my mind, is that, like, enough that people are going to really, like... Like you guys said, like... Or like Jacob said, like, each one of these are so important. 
because we never thought we were going to get them and there's only going to be 12 to where is it important enough that five six and seven lead to eight where eight probably takes off to Mandalore so I, I don't know if that makes sense but I, I don't know I have a feeling they're just gonna it's gonna be the sister Rafa is gonna cause some trouble they're gonna have to fix it and then by the very end uh, she's being taken up by Rex or whoever to help in the siege of Mandalore yeah I agree I think that episode a episode seven. Six? six? We just had five, six five, and six, seven. seven and eight. Okay, so episode eight is what I'm trying to get at. It's going to be more connected to episode oh, okay. nine than it was with episode four and yes. five. That's what I was getting at. Because um, episode four and five, it's it's like it's just like two separate books or two separate movies, like just completely different from each other. But I do think that, like you had said, either Rex coming to grab her or she's reaching out to them because she found something happening and she's like, I got to tell them. Or maybe Anakin had. I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen, but I feel like Episode Eight is gonna be like wrapping up this arc with Trace and Rafa and everything, and then kind of just like a mold into the Siege of Mandalore stuff, and she goes off, and it's almost in a way like we get eight straight episodes of connectivity happening, and it's kind of like almost like one big arc with her and all these other characters as as well. Personally, that's what I think. I agree, Jacob. Yeah, I I agree too. I think episode eight will see that hologram conversation mm. between Ahsoka and Anakin. Possibly, maybe that's in episode nine, but uh, I could see that in episode eight. And I do think, looking at the first four episodes, it really did focus on the clones and the Bad yes. Batch throughout the whole time. And I so I think this is gonna focus on Ahsoka, Trace, and her sister for the next at least two episodes and maybe those droids whatever that guy was planning to do with those Comes droids back. maybe they find out it was something really bad and then ahsoka's like all right i gotta go take care of this and then trace goes with her to make up for it you know so it could be something like that or maybe not but uh, either way it's going to tie into them going on some missions and lead up to the last four episodes yeah, actually i didn't even think about that maybe trace is the one that takes her to rex yeah, I mean, it seems like they're setting her up. I mean, the, the, the episode title was Gone with the Trace. It had her name in it, so... Um, oh, I didn't even think about that. I yeah. was more concerned with the Gone with. <laughs> no, Gone with the Trace. So, I mean, she seems like she's being set up to be a little bit more of an important character going forward with Ahsoka's story. Whether that ends in this arc or the next one, I'm not sure, but um, it'll be very interesting to see. She'll probably float into the background of, like some type of like mechanic for the cause or something maybe. like that maybe maybe she has she yeah i don't know there's definitely some possibilities there all right gentlemen any last thoughts on gone with the trace episode five before we get out of here excited to see where it goes yeah i'm just glad to see ahsoka back again as i'm sure you guys are as well pumped pumped can't wait to see these next uh seven episodes only seven left only seven left of season seven uh, but that is it, guys. The Phantom War Club this week covering episode 5, Gone with a Trace of the Clone Wars. Um, a little late than usual, but uh, we're going to be here every Friday and Saturday covering this, depending on when it goes up. More than likely Saturday mornings. Um, and maybe we'll figure out a way to do something for the finale as well down the road. Uh, make sure you guys check us out, not just on YouTube, but Twitter and Instagram. 
and uh, podcast platforms as well. So Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, this show lives on there as well, including all of our main shows. And uh, you know, if you have some thoughts on the episode or where stuff's gonna go, make sure you guys leave some thoughts down in the comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. Maybe we didn't think of something that you're screaming at the screen to talk about. And so uh, go ahead and let us know. Um, so for Jacob, for Brian, for myself, this is the Fan and Loring Club. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, we will see you guys next week. And may the force be with you.